Hi, I'm Priyanka Wally. I'm a board-certified doctor. Hi, I'm Sammy Obeyed, and I distrust doctors. I'm also a big fan of alternative medicine. Everybody has a medical condition. Maybe it's something you're born with or developed as an adult, or maybe just something that stopped by to hang out for the last few months. And sadly, most of us don't know how to treat it quickly or effectively, possibly because there's too much health information out there. Do you see a Western doctor from an established institution? Or do you go to an alternative practitioner and spend thousands on healing crystals from a guy named Harmony? If you've ever wondered what are some of the traditional and not-so-traditional ways to treat a medical condition, and you want to hear the story of an entertainment personality who shares your ailment, then this is the podcast for you. This This is Pre-Existing Condition. Sammy, this year, 2020... I mean, the, the term 2020 hindsight is never going to be used ever again. And what I a mean, great year for a census, am I right? <laughs> I, saw, I saw a bumper sticker today, and it said, it was like a 2020 presidential election, and it yeah. said 2020, literally anyone with a functioning brain. <laughs> <laughs> if even that, I mean, I know. come on. You know, uh, I actually, I, you know, for a while I took pride in the fact that like as crazy as 2020 was, I never complained that um, it's like the worst year ever or that like everything is fucked, you know, until a couple weeks ago, I saw an ant walking on my countertop and it went to the, walked up to the edge and literally just jumped right off. I was like, wow. You know, ants usually will like scale the wall. Like this, he just, he's like, nope, fuck it, I'm jumping. I've never seen anything like that in my life. That ant knew it was 2020. Why didn't you try talking him off the ledge? Maybe I, he- If he just fucking slowed down, maybe I could have. This ant was wow. like ready. He was like ready to charge. Um, so even ants know, even ants know what's going on. That's powerful yeah. that even ants' suicide rates have gone up. I know, I mean, from a from a mental health standpoint, um, I don't have the statistics, but I know at least in my own practice and what I'm talking about with colleagues, uh, mental health issues are up right now with everything that's happened yeah. uh, across the board, anxiety, yeah. depression, suicides. Um, it's interesting that you're seeing even ants getting more and more, uh, you know, having challenges. So- Well, they're um, just in their antibodies. Oh. <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I think that that has to do with the world just kind of like at home or we're not, we're not being distracted by those old things, being being at work and being able to like go to bars and hang out with friends and stuff, those were all just distractions from our own pain, right? Yes. This is all, this pandemic is just basically telling us that we need to fucking shut out all those distractions and realize how much pain we have within us. And are you going to deal with this shit now or are you just going to keep putting it off? Absolutely. You have to deal with it now. You have to. I couldn't say it better. Um, We are finally being forced to face ourselves. And in a way, when something of this scale is happening to so many people, it's really a calling for a shift in our collective consciousness. Yes. Yes. And deep reevaluation. I know there's aspects of my life before COVID that now I'm realizing, wow, I was really doing a lot and I don't think I'll probably go back to that because so much stuff has come up for me 
since the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And you've been telling telling me about it. And, and uh, you know, I've been telling you about my my drama and we've been giving each other therapy. And I'm hearing it from all my friends, too, and my family. It's like everybody is going through something. And so it just makes you realize that we are all connected in a way that we never even realized, even if you, you understand what a collective unconsciousness is or a collective societal feeling, even if you understood, understood those things conceptually, you now know it viscerally. You know that like everybody's going through something and, and all of this shit's related. Yes, um, absolutely. And, absolutely. Uh, and, and I think that it's, yeah. So I, I think that it's a time that everybody should learn to deal with their shit. And then I think that's what it is. When we have a critical mass of people dealing with their shit, then I think that's when the pandemic will end, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah. That is an interesting theory. So that, so if I'm understanding you correctly, you're basically saying like once the energy has shifted yes. enough, things yeah. will kind of settle down. We're going to wow. spend weeks, months, who, who knows how long. Oh, well, when's the vaccine going to come while I wait and not deal with my problems? Nope. Mm. You got to deal with their problems. And then we have a critical mass, enough people are doing that that's when there will be a shift and the pandemic will stop. Wow. So, I mean, this could take a while because yeah. dealing with your, your stuff is not easy. It's downright physically painful. It is. Yeah. Um, you know, and Eckhart Tolle talks about how when we have physical sensations in our body, he calls them the pain bodies. And right. what he says is that that's emotional memory. Those are memories stored in the body energetically and they manifest as pain, physical symptoms. Yes. So, um, you know, I know for me, uh, I there have definitely been lots of different types of aches and pains that I've been going through. And um, uh, there was actually a type of therapy that I tried uh, recently. It's called brain spotting. And it's a new form of therapy where like Edwards off a of train spotting, like they yeah. train spotting. So that's what I originally thought when I first heard about it. I thought it was amusing, but then when I looked it up, it's actually a specific type of therapy that focuses on PTSD and trauma. And the therapist, all he, all they do is they follow your eye movements and they make you focus on a specific area, and you look at that area. And apparently just looking at that one point and focusing your vision will activate parts of your brain deep in your limbic system, which will help you process certain trauma and memories. So fucking crazy because like, I not exactly what you're saying, but like part of what I've been like doing to heal internally is about locating points in the brain that directly connect to where the pain is in the body. So you might be doing your own DIY brain spotting without even realizing it. It's yeah. very effective in the sense that uh, I, I, when I did the brain spotting session in just one hour, I got, I remembered like four separate memories from my childhood and I was able to put it together about like what happened and why it was still impacting me today. Yes. Um, That's amazing. It was incredible. Yeah. So, so my, the realization that I had yesterday, and by the way, yesterday was September 9th. It was this day, in the, if you were in the Bay Area, the mm. clouds are like red and orange. It was kind of like this mystical day, almost like, like uh, ominous. And 
in a way, you know, end times this end times esque, but also there was like a beauty in it, like a very liberating beauty, just of how different it was from the ash all being in the atmosphere. And I was in meditation and I had this kind of realization that every point in the brain maps where the pain is. But the thing is the brain works in a couple of ways. First of all, the brain's completely random in the sense that if you store pain in a memory, that memory can be stored in many different possible locations in your brain. However, the brain is also logical. So there also is a, a, a very, very explicit mapping of locations in your brain that, that uh, correspond to parts of your body. And of course, science will back this up. I mean, this is not even a new idea. I'm sure I've like read it somewhere, but I was actually like tracing each point to each location and I was like blown away. Um, and I wow. was able to go from like a level eight pain to like a level zero in a matter of 40 minutes just by laying down and doing the brain mapping. Good uh, for you. So yeah. you're basically like your own therapist. <laughs> you have to be. You have to be your own therapist now because, I mean, you can do a Zoom therapy, obviously, and that's <laughs> good. But like, what, how, where is that going to take you? Only you can touch yourself. Only you can be in your body. You know. I, I I wouldn't be surprised, Sammy, if you start your own therapy clinic, you'd be like the better call Saul of therapy, like, oh, oh I'll give God. you your money back guarantee. <laughs> I would love that. I really should. Uh, oh. Brain spotting. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you actually, I mean, honestly, if, if you decide you want to take a very long break from comedy, you would actually be a good therapist, you know, in, in terms of being able to help people work through their stuff, you know? It's well, definitely something to keep on your, your back back burner. I would ask for your endorsement for sure. I would hope <laughs> could be a good quotation to put in my deck. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I've always wanted to be a healer of some sort. I mean, this, this podcast is the closest manifestation <laughs> that I have to that, you know. <laughs> Uh, I want to say that this is the only my, this is the, the only platform I have for people to listen to me, but it's only really you listening. So this is my platform <laughs> to get one person to listen to me. Um, yeah. Wow, this that's a sure is a lot of work if you just wanted me to listen. Well, you know, setting up the Zoom meeting does take a lot of work. It's a lot of click clicks and stuff. Um, uh, that's yeah, yeah. You so, know, I would say uh, now more than ever is the time to use this as an opportunity for healing and for growth. You know, it's a choice, right? Like you can choose to still wash everything out and distract yourself with Netflix or getting wasted or, or just sort of drowning out your pain. But eventually, you know, the, the old quote, what we resist persists. And if you ignore it, it's only going to grow stronger. So you give it more power by ignoring the pain. And so by just accepting that it's there and acknowledging it, you actually disempower it. So for the listeners who are tuning in at the moment, um, we just encourage that you ask yourself, what's painful in your life? What's been what's been a pain that's bothering you and are you ready to address it? And um, the sooner you say yes, the sooner you, you say yes, the sooner your life can radically shift. I mean, this seems so obvious, but it's so hard to do in practice. We just, it's so much easier to just distract ourselves from the pain. But I think that's, that's kind of the hidden symbolism of COVID-19. I mean, first of all, COVID-19 is called COVID-19. It reminds us at every time we say it, that 2019 was a better year, you know, like who doesn't look back to 2019 and think like, fuck, I had it so good. Like, why did I complain about all this bullshit when really 
you know, compared to 2020, 2019 was the best year of my life, you yeah. know? But when I look back now, I realize that all of that was built on a foundation of instability, a wow. foundation of uncertainty, a foundation of things that I was ignoring and not addressing. And in 2020, at least for me, and completely unrelated to COVID, but of course related in the societal context, everything came to, uh, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Fruition. Mm. <laughs> so, so yeah. Now, I'm curious, Sammy, do you think, because, you know, you've talked openly to me and on the podcast and, and even on your blog about how you've struggled with anxiety in the past. Do you feel like your anxiety has, um, is about the same, better or worse now with all of the work you've done? I have reduced my anxiety, my, my being prone to anxiety attacks, like from a, you know, from a 10 to a, a one. I mean, one is like normal, you know, I mean, one is like below normal. It's like super calm, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had anxiety attacks earlier in life and, and they came in waves. There was times where like they would go and I would not tend to get them, but I never really dealt with them. Mm-hmm. I never really figured out how to talk myself out of anxiety without using some kind of trick of like getting drunk or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this year I had to literally learn how to calm my heart rate down and train my mind to stop going in the same loops and circles that basically create these anxiety attacks. And, you know, that that's kind of, you know, I know, so basically we're, we're going to talk about what's been going on with us because I know you've been going through a lot of stuff and uncovering old trauma and for me, uh, I've had like some insane physical symptoms this year that are that have nothing to do with COVID, or maybe they do. Maybe I even got COVID at some point and don't know it. Um, but also some like emotional stuff and you know things happening with my family. Um, but like it all, if I look back to when it started, we're talking before the pandemic. We're talking um, not even 2020. We're talking December 2019. Mm-hmm. For me it all began with one anxiety attack Mm -hmm. that I had in the living room of my parents' house. And it Mm -hmm. was ominous. And the anxiety attack, ultimately there was a voice. uh, And what preceded the anxiety attacks was was the death of my aunt Lena. She died. uh, I want to say she died of colon cancer, but she didn't. She died from chemotherapy, which was treating colon cancer. Um, You know, obviously if she hadn't gotten chemotherapy, who knows how the cancer would have progressed or whatnot. But she she died because of organ failure from excessive chemotherapy, possibly mixed with X-ray therapy, um, which is you know just a a, a a very sad thing, considering that she was a cancer research doctor. Um, wow. So that that death really hit our family hard. But like the thing is about you know me and my dad, at least we don't really like show a lot of emotion. So we kind of you know, it happened. And I, even my dad, it's my dad's sister. He, when she died, he was just like, well, this life, you just come and you go, I guess, huh? Wow. And then he walked away and, you know, I just, I kind of played it cool for a couple of days and then boom, it hit me. I smoked the wrong kind of weed. Uh, I smoked some, some weed, uh, that I got this dispensary in Oakland that I don't know. I don't know if it was laced or whatever, but I like my aunt's spirit came into me. Wow. Um, I was visited by her spirit and then the spirit of the 
the dead Native Americans on the land that we live on, because you know, every anywhere in America is is a Native American burial grounds. But specifically, wow. the Ohlone tribe is you know uh, in, was indigenous to where my parents live in Fremont, California. So I was visited by the Native American spirits, my aunt Lena, and then a voice came in my head. It wasn't any of them. It was just like this voice of of I, I don't know why. It was just an evil, like threatening voice, and it said, "Oh, don't. Oh, you don't know." you've been going paralyzed this whole time. And then I couldn't move my legs. I was stuck there on the couch and I thought I was paralyzed. Wow. Uh, and it took, it took uh, you know, moments, which seemed like an eternity for me to realize that in fact, I eventually could move my legs. I was just fucking high, right? <laughs> but in that moment, I was so fucking terrified and I didn't know what that meant. And the most terrifying thing about it was that, oh fuck, I got high and somehow convinced myself I'm paralyzed. And now this thought's going to be with me forever. That's the most wow. terrifying thought you can have is a, is a meta thought, a thought about a thought about being paralyzed. Right. Now I'm setting up this context and, you know, I'll go back to this anxiety attack, but it all started with that. It was like December 5th, 2019, had this anxiety attack that told me I was paralyzed. Flash forward, uh, middle of August, 2020, um, Everything's in shambles. Society's a fucking mess. Uh, people are dying in the millions globally. The economy's like the worst ever. Um, we have this fucking terrifying election going on. People don't know how they're going to make ends meet. You know, everyone's in panic. Like I have, you know, friends are like killing themselves. You have suicide rates up, mental health in decline. Um, and then my parents are, my parents separate 40 years of marriage. They separate, my dad leaves and I wake up in the morning and I'm paralyzed. Um, my left side can't, I, I can't move my whole left side. And it doesn't make any, well, it does make sense in the, in the, in the sense that I, I was having this back injury, this back pain, and this kind of thing that progressed into nerve pain. But now somehow my whole left side is paralyzed. And I thought, wow, how did it get from here, from one anxiety attack that happened last December that warned me that I've been going paralyzed this whole time? took me wow. gradually to this point where society's a fucking mess. Everybody's in pain. You can feel that pain. And now I'm in that, in fact, paralysis that logically, it just doesn't make sense how it happened. I don't have like a, a disease of paralysis or anything like that. Um, it just got to that state because the pain was so much that um, my left body just couldn't feel anything. Wow. And... Um, this is why I ended up doing this kind of this brain spotting, if you will. Um, I call it brain mapping, but brain, we can go with brain spotting. Um, but, but you got to preface it that it's DIY brain spotting, not professional yeah, brain spotting. Yes. That's what my, that's what my uh, book's going to be. That's my better call. style pitch is like, you can DIY brain spotting. You don't <laughs> need to come in and spend thousands of dollars. I'm going to show you how to use your brain. <laughs> and I use both the right and left side of my brain to basically access the points of my left side that I was not feeling at all and reinstall feeling into them. And I'm going to admit, I'm not fully mobile. My left side is still numb and tingling, but uh -huh. I'm, I've slowly kind of healed myself out of a paralysis that was forewarned to me by a high anxiety attack in December of 2019. So there's your story is reminding me of a book that, 
I, I actually think you might really respond to. It's called The Presence Process by Michael Brown. Mm. And this book is about a man that had a very rare neurological condition that he ended up curing it on his own through this process that he developed. And it involves a lot of breath work, but it's a week by week process. And I've read it last year, um, incredibly powerful tool. Really? I think uh, if you're if you're doing all this, uh, reading his book would be a good thing to add to your regimen. I will. I will definitely. Um, I'll yeah. definitely check that out because I'll tell you what John Sarno's book, The Mind Body right. Prescription, played a big role in this as well. I had to read it twice. Oh yeah. You gave it to me in March when when what I had was just a matter of back pain. And here's the thing, and, and you know, we're going to end this episode pretty soon because this is just kind of like the introduction. But yeah. like, the crazy part is, is that I, uh, you know, I injured myself at the gym in February, and that's what kind of started the pain, pain. And then I didn't know, like something happened where I had some sleepless nights and I had like a rapid heart rate and I was getting anxiety attacks. So then the pain kind of spread to the point where I didn't know what condition I had. I didn't, I looked up everything and like you know, every, you know, medical site under the sun would say a different thing, you know, mm-hmm. like you have cancer mm-hmm. or you have uh, pulmonary, pulmonary embolism, you know, all of these things. And I think I finally figured out what I, first of all, I still don't fully know. There's a couple of things. There's, there's still a couple unknowns, uh, but maybe over the course of the next weeks, a couple of weeks, I'll, I'll figure them out. But I finally figured out what I had was not necessarily a rhomboid strain um, it was not not like a lung condition because they actually my lungs. My lungs were fine. I had popped some ribs out of place. How do you pop a rib out of place? Slipping, slipping rib syndrome. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I've yeah. never heard of that. Yeah, sometimes some kind of traumatic uh, physical incident can basically cause your ribs to slip out of place. Also, poor posture does it, and poor, okay. poor posture reinforces it. So. Wow. I have two ribs that are basically, I'm, I'm a kind of having to train them to like, you know, fall back into place, but it's like a gradual process. And I still don't fully understand it, but like no met, no site was giving me that answer when I was looking for it. And I went to a chiropractor of all people oh. who basically said that I had two ribs popped out of place. And then when you look up the information on pop ribs, everything else makes sense. Yeah. That's how it got to the nerve condition because they're creating some kind of pinching nerve sensation in my central nervous system. Yeah, totally. Essentially made my left side go numb. That's really lucky that, um, you know, you've, you were able to identify that. Yeah. I honestly didn't, didn't think it was, I was ever going to like know what was going on. So yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, it's very rare. And usually actually, it it sounds like slipping ribs, rib syndrome is more common in female athletes. Yeah, well, you know, girl, you know, girl, you know, (laughs) you know, I do. Well, we hope that this series, uh, we're going to be exploring the various parts of the pain bodies that have arisen since COVID, intentionally so, um, both in ourselves and um, appropriate guests as well. Yes. And we encourage you as the listener to ask yourself these same questions as we dig deep, because, you know, when it comes down to it, all pain is the same. Yes. Yes. It's, it's all just this feeling of uh, a negative association with a feeling. Exactly. Of, um, of dis-ease. Right. Dis-ease. 
And that's what society is collectively going through, disease. And do you know the difference between pain and suffering? What's that? Resistance. If you experience something, but you're resisting it, it'll lead to pain versus just suffering, which is where you're just experiencing it, but you're not resisting. Suffering is the human condition, right? Mm, Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting um, how things progress. The year still isn't over. Uh, but, uh, but we're in for, we're in for a doozy. We are. So hang in there, everybody be safe. Start to look inward if you haven't already, because again, don't even just do it for yourself. Do it for society. Once yes. we all start to do it, I promise you things will get better. So yes. do it for your grandma. Yes. Thank you. All right. Yes. <laughs>